Hey, welcome to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm Asli Maslow, a brand coach, speaker, author, marketer, and the founder of Pretty AF and the Babble Boutique. I help entrepreneurs going from living paycheck to paycheck in a job they hate to thriving in a career and life they love. This is your place to learn from me and other entrepreneurs that are Pretty AF inside and out. We get into how to create income doing what you love while finding balance between your wellness, beauty, travel, and philanthropy. If you're ready to get inspired and have actionable steps to build the life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. So for starters, I just want to ask a question because it really puts things into perspective. If you're building a house, what would you do first? Would you paint the walls or would you lay the foundation? Of course you're gonna lay the foundation. That only makes sense, but so many times we see people painting the walls, right? You wanna go for the fancy logo and the design and all this stuff, the color scheme, which is all very important, but if you're not protecting all of those things, you're not protecting your intellectual property, you're not implementing the right contracts into your business, you're not getting that LLC, none of that's gonna matter if you don't lay that solid foundation in the first place. Hey, welcome back to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm your host, Asley Maslow, and that clip was from today's guest, Chandler. So Chandler is a lawyer. She has her own virtual law firm, and she's just a wealth of knowledge. What I really love about Chandler is that she breaks things down in a way that makes sense to people like me that aren't lawyers or in that industry, but want to have a secure business that you don't have to worry about someone stealing from you or any of the things that could happen or to make the mistake of using someone else's name and you don't realize it but it can all be really overwhelming and I was so thankful when I found Chandler because of the way she breaks things down and explains it and takes you step by step through exactly what you actually need to do and what's really important for your business and the protection of everything you're working so hard to do. So I am super excited for this episode and let's get right into it. I'm a lawyer for online entrepreneurs. I am originally from Iowa, but I moved out to Arizona and especially here in Arizona, there's so many people starting their businesses. I, you know, when I went to law school, I originally planned on going into father's rights. And then I thought I wanted to do criminal law. So, you know, I thought I wanted to do a host of different things. But when I got out to Arizona, I saw how many people were starting businesses. And then being in the online world, I just really saw how big of a gap there was between businesses and legal services. So I wanted to help bridge that gap. Awesome. So with that you created a virtual law firm so i was wondering what made you decide to do that versus opening a traditional office and how does that allow you to kind of work with more people so i hate appointments (laughs) like i hate having to schedule doctor's appointments and you know go there and all of that it takes time out of people's day and i don't think it's not like meeting with a lawyer is the most fun thing you can do. <laughs> so I wanted to make it as stress-free and easy for people as possible. I wanted to make things convenient. So having a virtual firm allows people to still, you know, handle everything they need to within the day. They don't have to stress about coming to an appointment to meet with a lawyer. I think it's a little less intimidating too when I can meet with someone virtually mm-hmm. as well. And 
yeah, allows me to work with people from all over, which is really great. So not only the people, you know, in Arizona that may be in different parts of the state, but really people from any state. Awesome. So one of the things that I think is really different about you as a lawyer is that you're very authentic and approachable. You can even tell by the way you look right now, most lawyers would probably wear a suit. (laughs) But what made you decide to have this more authentic approach instead of the regular suit and tie kind of lawyer? So there's kind of two parts to that. So one being no, no one really wants to have to, you know, feel like they have to go meet with someone that's really stiff and in a suit 24 seven. They want people they can actually relate to. So that side of things, but number two, because I didn't want to be a lawyer if it meant I couldn't be myself Mm -hmm. and me being super stiff or arrogant or in a suit all the time is not me at all. So I just went for it and decided that, you know, Hey, I'm going to break the normal stereotype or narrative that there is surrounding lawyers and just be myself and be relatable. And I was actually nervous to do that at first because that's not what you typically see. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes legal community can make it seem like you have to be that way to gain respect or to do well. Yeah. And that's false. You know, people, especially people in the online space, want someone they can actually relate to and connect with. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely why I've taken that approach. It just, number one, came naturally to me, but number two, it serves people better as well. Yeah. I think even the way you explain things like you'll relate it to something in like pop culture or something that someone like me would understand versus like a bunch of jargon that I'm like okay well I have no idea but sure right like what does that even exactly and I kind of I have that same approach myself because I also felt like I had to show up and look a certain way to be taken seriously even in the branding space, because, I mean, that's what you see a lot of people doing, so, but if I'm not wearing leggings, I'm not very happy. (laughs) Exactly. It's such a misconception. Absolutely. So I want to get into your specific legal tips and kind of where entrepreneurs, what they need to do, because I know when I started my business, I was just like, okay, well, I guess I'll make an LLC and I don't really know, like, anything else. And you talk a lot about helping entrepreneurs create an unshakable business foundation. So what do they need to put in place to make that possible? So for starters, I just want to ask a question because it really puts things into perspective. If you're building a house, what would you do first? Would you paint the walls or would you lay the foundation? Of course you're going to lay the foundation. That only makes sense. But so many times we see people painting the walls, right? You want to go for the fancy logo and the design and all this stuff, the color scheme, which is all very important. But if you're not protecting all of those things, you're not protecting your intellectual property, you're not implementing the right contracts into your business, you're not getting that LLC, none of that's going to matter if you don't lay that solid foundation in the first place. Mm-hmm. I always talk about businesses kind of like the game Jenga. And when you play the game Jenga, you want that solid foundation and then as you continue to build up right there's like missing pieces and the more pieces that you know become missing 
it gets wobblier, it gets shaky, and soon it's going to come crashing down. And that's really what your business is like if you don't have that solid legal foundation Mm -hmm. in place. So to really set yourself up for success, you want to, number one, make sure you have a registered business entity, an LLC at the minimum, you know, and then contracts as well. You need to have the right contracts in place for your business to make sure that you're protected as well as the other people that you're entering these relationships with, right? Because contracts are not just about protecting one party or the other, it's really to protect both parties. And then using trademarks to secure your intellectual property and secure your brand. And one thing that you've kind of walked me through is trade names. So can you explain a little bit if you're someone, because a lot of people that are my clients are, they have like how I have Asley Maslow, but then they have other businesses under that. Can you kind of explain how you can do that legally? So trade names, you can file for DBAs. I should give my disclaimer first just to cover my own ass, which is um, I am a attorney, but I'm not your attorney until you hire me and sign an engagement letter with my firm. If you want me to be your attorney, then email me and get that process started but anything I say is for educational purposes it should not be construed as legal advice okay now that we have that out of the way so yeah you can have um DBAs and trade names for a variety of different things for instance my LLC personally separate from my law firm my other LLC is just Chandler J LLC and then I have a trade name for the Law Boss Collective which People might just think the LLC is the Law Boss Collective, which isn't true. It's actually Chandler J LLC, but I filter everything through the collective through that LLC. So you can file for trade names on the Secretary of State website. It's relatively simple and inexpensive. Trademarks are a little more expensive, but they secure your brand and give you those rights all over compared to just in, in the state you're in. And like you kind of mentioned, I feel like a trade name is something you could probably do on your own, but now that I've been through it, I would not recommend doing a trademark on your own. <laughs> so complicated. It's so technical, and then sometimes I'll be like, I mean, you know, I don't know. Like, I'll try explaining things to people, and they're like, yeah, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then I think about it, and I'm like, I use some of these terms and some of this language, but I only know about it because I'm into it, you know, and this is what I deal with on a daily basis. Like, these words aren't just common knowledge and the way to do all of this is not common knowledge at all. Yeah. So. Yeah. And there, it's very easy to mess it up. So, <laughs> so easy. And then so it's easy. more expensive to get it fixed. <laughs> I made money by hiring a lawyer in the first place. Say we have our foundation in place. Can you give a little recap of like what all that would include so that would be the contracts a legal business like an LLC at least is that and then trademarks and then trademarks okay so if you have that in place and now you're trying to grow your business what do you need to do now legally so there are always considerations to take there are also think there are always things to take into consideration because legal stuff isn't just a one and done sort of thing just like business isn't marketing isn't neither is the legal side of things mm-hmm. so as you continue to grow and evolve think of how your product suite might change or how your offerings might change and if those change a little bit then maybe your contracts need to be tweaked and they need to be changed up a little bit to suit 
where you are, you know, five years from now compared to what you were doing when you just started out. If you are, were originally an LLC, and I don't deal with the tax stuff at all, but you may want to talk to a tax professional to have them help you designate yourself as an S-Corp for tax purposes because that's going to be better, you know, financially for you compared to an LLC. The other thing is going to be trademarks. How, how is your brand growing? How is it evolving? What new, new names do you need to secure rights to? And also ensure that you're not infringing on anyone else's rights. Because there's also that side of things. Trademarking, you know, there's really two sides to it. It's number one, to secure your rights. But number two, got to make sure that you're not infringing on someone else's rights as well. The other thing to take into consideration is when you're marketing, email marketing, ads, giveaways, all that stuff, people need to be aware of FTC regulations. There are certain like laws that apply to all of these things. And so just being aware of what they are and how they apply to your business mm-hmm. because these laws change all the time and there are certain things that are coming out. You know, the online world continues to evolve and laws are slowly but surely starting to catch up. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a new copyright law that just came out that actually allows people to register up to 40 or 40, 50 short literary works. So they can actually register like 50 Instagram posts, social media posts now, which is really cool because you can protect your content. Whereas before, it was like a new filing for each yeah. post you had. So now you can actually group it together, which is really great. Saves a lot of time and money. So so do you recommend getting like your social media post, your blog post, your courses, all of that, getting a copyright on it? Is that? Yeah. So, it, I mean kind of two sides to it. I mean, if you care about your content, yes. So Mm -hmm. when pen hits paper, when, you know, fingers hit keyboard, essentially, you technically have a copyright. You automatically have rights to your content. However, those rights are enforceable unless you actually get that content registered. So the benefit is being able to actually enforce your rights because if, say, you see it all the time. You make a post on Instagram, then you see the same post in a Facebook group, and you didn't you didn't post it. You know they change a word or two, and they're just stealing your entire caption. Right. And you're like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but there's really nothing you can do if, however, if you have that actually secured, if you register that copyright, then you can enforce those rights. So there are benefits to registering. It just depends on. What, what level you really care about your content. Mm-hmm. And another thing I wanted to mention about the trademarks is that you have to do one for each different thing, right? Like my podcast and my notebooks would be two different trademarks. Correct. Correct. They're the same name, but two different. You only own a trademark in connection with what you use it with. Mm-hmm. So podcast is going to be different than notebooks there's goods there's services and then there's a variety of different services and a variety of different goods and then you have to determine what class certain things fall under what about because i know another thing that you've mentioned and you helped me with is the terms of service on a website what is it do you have to have that or 
Should we yep, worry so about terms it? Terms of use and privacy policy for a website. Mm -hmm. Terms of use aren't legally required, but they are going to do a few things. Number one, it's going to protect your intellectual property. And then number two, it is going to limit your liability. So if there's errors in your content, people can't come and sue you. It's really going to govern how people can and can't use your site. A privacy policy, on the other hand, is legally required. And it it's a pretty boring document. It governs how you use, collect, and manage people's data. Sounds really boring, but it's actually very important because at the end of the day, people want to know how you're actually using their data. Are you taking all their emails and then selling them to a different company? Mm -hmm. You know, people care about what you're doing with the information that you provide or they provide via the website. So if you collect people's emails, names, credit card information, any sort of information, you absolutely have to have a privacy policy on your website. So one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is because of how you give back. Being pretty AF is about being pretty on the inside as well. So I wanted you to share in what ways you give back and what makes you want to do that. So number one, I would say just educating people. There's a lot of lawyers who won't give any information out for free. Mm -hmm. I mean, zero right most you can't even talk to of charging a fee so i try to put out a lot of educational content in regards to how people can set themselves up for success in their business and really what they need because at the end of the day everyone's building their dreams right this is really what it's about they're building their dream life they're building their dream business and i don't want to see these things come crumbling down or people facing issues for things that could have been handled proactively and I don't want people to end up running into these issues so educating and trying to prevent people from running into issues in the first place number one and I think yeah just really educating people there's some things I've done here in regards to Arizona especially with COVID and everything we have a legal hotline that I was able to volunteer for to offer free consultations for people needing some help regarding everything COVID related. So that was a really good experience. Ah, I know I'm interrupting you listening to the episode, but I just had to share this news with you. I was recently named one of the top 10 branding coaches. And because of that, I just felt super grateful and like I wanted to give back more to you. So I'm currently offering free one-on-one -on -one brand coaching calls where you'll tell me your goals with marketing and your business, and I'll give you all my feedback based on where you're currently at and where you wanna go. I'll also answer any questions you have on that call about branding or marketing. So click the link in the show notes to schedule your free one hour branding call with me, and be sure to bring all your questions because I will literally answer any question you have on that call. It's a great, opportunity and I'm not going to do this forever. So make sure you click the link in the show notes and I'll let you get back to your episode. I had one question that popped up while you're talking. I've heard before that if you file an LLC and, but you don't have a separate bank account for the LLC, that it doesn't matter that you have an LLC. Is that true? Yes, for the most part. So, yeah. When it's not enough to just have an LLC, you have to conduct yourself mm. as an LLC. 
would a business, would a company mix funds with their personal account? No, probably no. not. <laughs> so when you get an LLC, you are able to then get an EIN with the IRS. And once you have an EIN, that's when you can go and open up a business bank account. Mm. Once you have that business bank account opened, all funds should be filtered through the business bank account. You, you do have to behave like a company. You have to behave like an LLC would. And there is, when you open a bank account, there is like an actual business type of account to open? Okay. Yep. I personally bank with Chase. So with Chase, there's a certain type of business account you can open. You can open up a debit account, and then you can also have a business credit card. It's just like pro tip as well. Utilize credit cards. And I know like credit cards can get a bad rap, but having a credit card that gets you points back, I mean, you can literally earn money. I haven't operated off of a debit card in since I got a credit card yeah. <laughs> years ago. It's just, I mean, I swipe, I pay it all off. It's really no different. It, the money just doesn't automatically come out of my account, but I, I pay it off every month and you earn points when you do that. And then you actually end up getting money back and it's decent, you know, it's not mm-hmm. money you're expecting. You get a couple hundred bucks back and you're like, cool. That's, <laughs> you know, a couple hundred bucks I didn't have before. So that's just a little side note, but pro tip that I think everyone should be doing. <laughs> I know my boyfriend has a card with one that gives you points towards flights. So he'll get a lot of free flights just for like buying his regular stuff. Anything, exactly. Work smarter, not harder. Right. So I want to get into your best tips to being pretty AF. So what is your number one business tip? I would say being authentically yourself. When, you, when you're not aligned, being authentic and staying aligned because if you're not aligned, if you're not being authentic, people can tell and ultimately you're not going to get to where you want to be. I feel like when you live in your truth, that's when you're going to do the absolute best. So mm-hmm. being yourself, you will always attract the right people when you are yourself. You know, your, your dream clients will come to you. You may not be for everyone, but that's because you're not meant to be. You know, yeah. so when you are who you are unapologetically, that is when you are really going to shine. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just so much easier than like trying to pretend <laughs> something or not. So, what is your number one beauty tip? Don't go out in the sun without sunscreen. It's like <laughs> I <did. laughs> as my face is currently as red as a tomato. So, I will tell you what, I got my eyebrows microbladed. And it was the best thing that I ever did. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say that if that's some people like their brows done, totally worth it. I got ombre brows and oh. it's like a mix between the micro whatever and like a dot type of, I don't even know how to explain it, but two different ways, techniques of doing it. Mm-hmm. And mine is technically ombre brows and I absolutely love them. So I would say that it's my best tip. On a scale of one to ten, how much did it hurt? <laughs> well, I didn't. I napped. Oh, I napped. Wow. So I'll tell you what. I actually have had that done, and I have lip blush done, which is basically – have you heard of that before? They, it's like a tinted tattoo, yeah. basically, on your lips. Mm-hmm. And that hurt worse than my brows. And it still wasn't that bad, but my brows, I took a nap. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you just, like – 
have makeup on all the time. You don't have to yeah, <laughs> do it. Exactly. They like numb it up and then good to go. Easy. So what is your number one life tip? My number one life tip, I would say to follow your dreams and to just really believe in yourself. I believe in the power of manifestation mm-hmm. and putting into the universe what you want speaking things into existence I think a lot of people really limit themselves because they don't believe in themselves enough and you have to believe in yourself when you are aligned with yourself when you believe in yourself and you deem yourself worthy and you don't need that outside validation that is when you know everything is just aligned for you so Mm -hmm. I would say never doubt yourself and just truly truly believe in yourself Do you have any tips on how to manifest? So I speak crazy things into existence. (laughs) I'm the type of person, people will tell me I'm relentless. So when I get fixated on something, I get overly fixated on something. I was like, I I never wanted a dog before. And I was like, I want a dog. I want a dog. I want a chihuahua. Came out of thin air. And now I have my chihuahua. So cute. <laughs> After like two weeks, you know? <laughs> and I found her on Craigslist. She found her on Craigslist. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I would say I don't even have a specific method. I'm not a big journaler or writer or I don't meditate, you know, stuff like that. I just, I think it also comes down to just not doubting yourself. Like if you, because when you trust yourself, Mm -hmm. it's almost like a gut instinct feeling. There's certain things I know about my reality. And even if it's not true as of today, I know it will be true as of some point, you know, in time. So have that full belief in yourself and your dreams and it really will manifest into your reality. Yeah. I don't even know how to explain it. There's also um, the show on Netflix called The Secret. Mm-hmm. You watched it? No. Okay, you should watch it. It's all about really tapping into the power of the universe, and everyone should really watch it. It explains some of what I have, but in a much more detailed and better way. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So how can people find you or if they want to work with you? I know you have that monthly membership, but I don't know if it's closed now. So was this today? today. I'm not sure when we'll open it back up, but I'm excited for it. (laughs) Um, So on Instagram, I'm at lawyer Chandler J. And then my email is cj at chandlerjlaw.com. Awesome. And what would, if someone's like, okay, I want to get started, what would be the first thing they should do with you? To book a consultation. I always, I always take new clients from consultations depending on their needs. If people, you know, have one particular question, there are a few different offerings that I have. People can book just a, a session just to get a particular question answered. There's also strategy sessions where if you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing, um, we kind of go through someone's entire business and figure out a, a roadmap on how to move forward. And I know you sell contract templates, but then you also help create custom contracts. So what is kind of the difference between those? And is it a consultation that someone would figure out what's best for them? Or how do they know? No, so, I mean, I think it comes down to just 
really preference if you have a specific offering and so for right now I do offer contract templates but all of my contract templates don't do they're not service client agreements and service agreements are really the ones when you're working one-on-one with clients mm-hmm. I'm working on offering those as templates but it's something I've hesitated on doing because when working with clients it's so specific each each situation is so specific what you're going to offer them and it's very unique and so for instance coaching agreements consulting agreements stuff like that they're really not a one-size-fit-all mm-hmm. so that's why I've been hesitant to put out those as templates I like working with people one-on-one to really tailor a contract for them based on their offerings but as of right now, up there, there's, you know, the website terms of use, a privacy policy, independent contractor agreement, non-disclosure agreement, that stuff, and then the bundle with all of those together. But for custom contracts, just setting up a contract consultation. Okay. And I do want to say that because I tried searching for contracts online and just, like, piecing it together myself, and, like, I felt like I was spending so much time and, like, just getting confused, so... I just got your templates and like was it took me like five minutes to like finish. <laughs> yeah, so it's super easy. Plug and play. Everything's highlighted, done for you. Yeah. And it's fair. You even like explain it, explain what the different things are in like a way that I would understand. So I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that makes me happy. Perfect. So is there anything else that you wanted to share or advice or anything that you didn't get to? I would just say overall, when it comes to the legal side of things, be proactive rather than reactive. It is a much more expensive to come in and clean up a mess than it is to prevent one in the first place. So just making sure you have all your bases covered, establishing that solid foundation. Because once you have all that stuff in place, there's just really a sense of confidence that you have and you feel so much more empowered and like, hey, I know I'm legally legit and there's not a not invincible but you know you just feel so much more confident going forward and scaling your business Mm -hmm. can you explain a little bit more about the collective that you just launched yeah the collective the law collective so it's a membership for entrepreneurs who essentially want to level up their legal they want to know more about how to handle the legal stuff and they want to get it taken care of there are so many people, you know, a lot of times there's, well, let me explain the aspects and then my reasoning behind it. So number one, part of it, you get direct access to me. So you can text me any quick questions that you may have. We also have two trainings a month. So each month there's a training on a legal or business topic and as well as a consultant call. And then number three, we have legal slash business resources. And then there's a members only community. So for the text lawyer aspect of it, so many people have really quick questions, right? They're quick questions. I can probably answer off the top of my head, but people genuinely don't know. Mm -hmm. And to ask a lawyer, you're going to have to pay money to get on the phone with them. And not everyone wants to do that every time they have a quick question. So I wanted to create an affordable and accessible alternative for people to get their quick questions answered in a timely manner. Because if, you know, you're trying to get on the books of an attorney, it might take two weeks before you can even get on a call with them. Mm -hmm. So being able to give a quick turnaround for them to have direct access to me is huge. And it's one of those things, like a lot of people, if they've 
been in certain scenarios before, they see the value of it, and they're like, yep, I'm jumping on that. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, some people are like, okay, but, like, <laughs> I don't care about texting you. And I'm like, but you will. Yeah. <laughs> there will come a time. And then there's also the trainings. So I want to do trainings on, obviously, whatever people need the most. It's going to be, as a collective, we're going to decide and vote on what the training topics are going to be. But I want to focus a lot on educating people surrounding contracts because it's one thing to have your contract, but it's a whole other thing to understand it. So many mm-hmm. people don't understand their contracts. And if someone was to come back to you and say, well, what does this clause mean? And you're like, well, I don't really know. I mean, <laughs> you just set it out. Like, I hope you know what it means. Yeah. You know, you need to know what your contract means and how it operates. So if you're negotiating with someone and they want to change a minor thing and you really don't want to go hire an attorney to help you do that, you should be empowered to do that. Mm -hmm. So being knowledgeable about contracts and how they operate and how certain things work, I think is going to give people a lot of peace of mind. The other thing is going to be consulting calls, which is such a good aspect of it. So there's a lot of people who, you know, I, I have a business coach, so I have nothing against business coaches. I think they're great. But a lot of them aren't qualified. <laughs> the end of the day, a lot of them aren't qualified. People wake up one day and they say, hey, I want to be a business coach, and they just go for it. With that, I think that some people don't always get what they were expecting out of coaching, and honestly, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. It could be like $1,000 plus a month. So I created, I added in the consulting calls monthly to not replace it, but really to create an affordable alternative to that. And I'm not really one that you can come to. Coaches are more, they help you find the answers that you already have within yourself. It's not really my style. You're going to tell me what's going on. And I'm a problem solver, right? Mm. You have a problem. I solve it. I'm going to tell you what to do. Yeah. (laughs) So it's going to be more direct. Hey, do this. Let's see if this works. If it doesn't, then we'll change the course of action. There's also the legal, legal and business resources. So currently inside the collective, there's a handful of different things, but there is also 10 essential contract clauses, which is so valuable. It's like 10 things that you absolutely need to have in your contract. So that's Mm -hmm. great. Um, And then there's also going to be different resources added when we do the trainings. So I want to pair resources with the trainings themselves. So if we're doing a, a training on, you know, the legalities of podcasting, then I would want to create a podcast agreement for Mm. people to sign. So, and kind of pair those two together. The other thing is really the community. So the community aspect of the collective, it's members only. At the end of the day, a lot of people face the same general legal issues. They face Mm -hmm. things regarding content, all of that stuff. So a place for people to talk and be like, hey, this actually happened to me, so be careful about this. Or, you know, just that community feel and aspect. It's Mm -hmm. also going to be great for collaborating, which is amazing. So I'm really excited about the collective. It closes today and we have our bonus our bonus consulting call on Wednesday. So it'll be a good time. Awesome. So one of the things that you mentioned is clauses. Can you just give a brief definition what that is? Yep. So in a contract there are different clauses, different contract clauses, aka different kind of like sections, but there's multiple things that need to be accounted for in every contract. For instance, termination clauses, venue and jurisdiction clauses, just to name a couple, but there's a handful of different clauses that need to be in every contract, doesn't matter what it is. So 
that is instantly in the collective, which is good. Yeah, I know one of the, when I got the contract, the contract templates that I bought from you, I also got the, I think it was 10 clauses, and I know one of them was for if something like COVID comes up. Yep, force majeure clause. (laughs) And I feel like that plus, like, all the others, like, are just things that you don't even think about, but, like, if it does happen and you don't have it, like, you're kind of (laughs) screwed. Exactly. And that's one of those things that I feel like when people are creating contracts, they're like, oh, I don't need an attorney. I'll just say, this is what I'm going to do for you, and this is what you're going to pay me, and then we'll both sign off on it. The benefit working with a lawyer, like, you can handle that on your own. I feel confident that everyone is capable of handling that on their own. Mm-hmm. What they don't see is all the what-if scenarios. What if someone terminates? What if someone's not paying? You know, all these what if you're unable to perform. So accounting for all of those what if scenarios is really what's going to give you that confidence because if something happens and you don't have that accounted for in your contract it's kind of like okay well (laughs) so is there any other tips or things that you didn't get to i would say that's that's the main thing unless if we're getting really specific (laughs) about this stuff forever so the last question that I ask every guest is, what does being pretty AF mean to you? So I would say being who you are, being authentically who you are and staying true to yourself. When you are radically aligned with yourself, when you're honest with yourself and you are being yourself, that's really what matters, right? That's mm-hmm. when you're going to feel that self-love. That's when who you are is really going to radiate and when you live authentically, that's when your impact is just going to increase drastically. This was such a great episode and I'm so thankful to have you on Chandler. So thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on the Pretty AF podcast. And if you're a business owner and you don't have a solid legal foundation, please go follow Chandler, check her out, work with her. I've worked with her and she's just been so helpful to my business and is becoming a good friend of mine. So go check her out. Check out all the links in the show notes. You'll be able to find her there. And until next time, I hope you have a beautiful day and I'll see you next week on a solo episode of the Pretty AF podcast. Thank you for taking this time for yourself to get one step closer to a life you love. If you love this episode, it would mean the world to me. If you left me a review on iTunes or whatever you're listening on, tell me what you want to hear more of or your favorite parts of the episode. Until next time, I'm Asli Maslow. Lots of love. And don't forget, you're pretty AF.